My guest this week, Jenny Veraki. Jenny is the co-founder of Wild Barn Coffee. Jenny shares about her passion for the work she's doing. We talk about the value of routine, and Jenny shares her motto, worrying is a wasted emotion. All that and more on Here For Now. you describe what your life is like now to your five-year-old self? Ooh, my five-year-old self would be so stoked on my life now. You know, I think I'm still doing all of the things that I was doing when I was five years old. Um, <laughs> I'm skiing. I'm riding, riding my bike. I'm riding horses. Wait, <laughs> repeat the question. How would my five-year-old self feel? When you're five, your yeah. perception of the world is very different than all these responsibilities you have to deal with now as an adult. Yeah. The logic isn't always there. Like, why do you have to do this thing all the time? Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would explain to my five-year-old self, like, my own responsibilities nowadays. Yeah. A younger self might be easier to answer. Sure. Younger self, younger version of me, I'd, I would probably tell the younger version of myself, if I could, if I could hold little Jenny... I would let her know that everything everything worked out. I mean, I think as long as you follow your passions and you just do what you love every single day, the rest will follow and the magic kind of happens after that. Um, so, I mean, ever since I was little, I've done, I've never even had a job that I didn't like because I always do something that I love. Um, and I think that at the end of the day, that'll, that'll make, you know, my company now successful and yeah, just to worry, worry a little less and keep having fun. <laughs> Do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Mm, extrovert, but I like to recharge by myself and I like to, I do spend a lot of time by myself and I enjoy that. I enjoy peace and quiet, but maybe because of my day to day, I am so extroverted and a lot of my job is just make, making friends, meeting new people, connecting with people and trying to sell my product and myself. So I do like to to come home and have some silence, but yeah, you can't keep me away from having a good time with friends. Yeah, I'm definitely more on the introverted side of things most of the time. Um, I can be really extroverted with people I'm already comfortable with. I do find it a struggle sometimes with new new people or in busy situations, but how do you spend time? Like, how do you recharge then? I do a lot of yoga. I do a lot of journaling. So I come home, I live alone, I live with just my dog. So yeah, I do a lot of thinking, daydreaming, journaling, yoga, reading. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I can get outside and be by myself. That's definitely my my favorite way to recharge. Can you list all of the jobs you've had to date? Oh God, yes. (laughs) Because there haven't been that many. I started off, so my parents have always owned Red Barn Coffee Roaster and they started that in the little red barn in my backyard when I was seven. So as soon as I was able, as I was able to work, I was working for them at the cafe. So I was a barista all throughout high school and college. During that, during summers, I did um, adaptive paddling. So I would take people with mental and physical disabilities out on the water, kayaking. All throughout high school, I was a snowboard instructor at Ragged Mountain, so I would go up on weekends and teach snowboarding. And then in college, I was a horse packing guide. So I 
take people out on overnight horse packing trips. Um, and that was awesome because in college you can do it all, right? You can stay up and study or party and then wake up, you know, before the sun and take care of, you know, 25 horses. So that was good. And then I moved to, oh, I had a quick stint at CBS radio in Boston for a year doing sales. I was selling air and that was really difficult for me because I didn't really believe in it. Um, and after that, I kind of, I jetted to San Diego and lived, uh, you know, a little bit of a surf bum lifestyle for a bit, but I did try a lot of different jobs there. I mean, I was always a bartender at the beach at Amplified Ale Works. And then, you know, there was at one point where I, I was making beach cruiser basket holders. Oh, sick. So I was taking my parent the bean sacks that, uh, from Red Barn. Mm-hmm. The beans would come from all over the world, and they're in these burlap sacks. And that's really good for holding wetsuits, wet bathing suits and everything. And so I was sewing those and lining them with, like, cute little material that these girls or guys could put in their beach basket on their cruiser bikes. Um, and then they could take that out and use it as a tote to bring to the beach. So I tried that. Then me and a couple friends bought a couple food trucks. We were going to do, you know, a cold brew mobile bar with homemade oat milks, banana milks, nut milks, any kind of milk, and acai. So I was doing that. I'm a yoga teacher. Um, When I moved to Colorado, I wanted to get into producing films. I was in the film world for a little bit, just learning as a PA. Then I decided I should just probably run with coffee because it's what I know best. (laughs) That's a lot of stuff. How'd you end up here in Colorado then? If you were out living the surf life, having Mm. all that you decided you wanted to go all into coffee. Is that when you decided to move here or what was the impetus for that? Kind of. So I grew up skiing and snowboarding. Um, it's my biggest passion. And, I, you know, I went to Plymouth State in the middle of the White Mountains. And so I originally wanted to come to Colorado, but gave San Diego a try. You know, heard you could surf and snowboard in the same day. That happened one time. Um, and after a few years, I wanted to come back to the mountains. And I originally wanted to be in a small mountain town, but Boulder is kind of the mecca of food and beverage. Um, so this was where to launch a business. So that was definitely the the starting point, or that's why I'm in Boulder specifically. And then, of course, now I've just grown to love Boulder. So outside of the decision-making of that sort of business decision-making for being here, is there one moment in your life that can kind of pinpoint or that sent you in the direction that you're headed in now? Not one particular moment. I think it's a bunch of moments all put together. I never you know, wanted to be in the coffee industry. It's what I grew up. I saw my parents start this business from nothing. And I saw, you know, some struggles along the way that it's just not the life that I envisioned for myself. I am really passionate about the outdoors. After listening to a little bit of Obama's book, I like to say that I'm a passionate athlete with limited abilities. (laughs) So (laughs) that that kind of brought me to, you know, wanting to work in the outdoor industry. But as a female in the outdoor industry, it's a little bit harder to land the jobs that you want. There's a lot of competition. Maybe we don't get taken as seriously. But this was a way I could do what I knew, which is coffee. And then I can contribute what I love, which is the outdoors and being fun, working with friends. So all of that is kind of just packaged up into a little nitro cold brew can, which is now Wild Barn Coffee. So Wild Barn is a company that I founded with my best friend, Alyssa Evans. She does all of the packaging and the branding. She's a genius at it. I mean, you can tell when you look at the website in our cans. Um, And we create superfood-infused nitro cold brew coffee. It's 
fair trade, organic, sustainably sourced. It's delicious. It's a better for you coffee. And we want to place it within the outdoor community as a replacement to Red Bull, Rockstar, all of the sugary five hour energy. You know, this is just it's a better for you option. What are some of the struggles that you go through on a regular basis? Alyssa and I were just talking yesterday how important it is to start your day with a positive mindset and, you know, have a routine because at any moment a bat can come and hit you in the legs, <laughs> you know, and that <laughs> yeah. happens. I feel like almost every day there's something that we're dealing with. Every day is a roller coaster. Um, most of it is really fun and exciting. And I think now we're at a fun, exciting point where eventually, hopefully this year, we'll be able to pay ourselves. The challenges is just, yeah, deal. It's 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 emotional. It's just dealing with all of the things that come at you could come at you in a day you know like we can only do so much but then you know if production's not going well or something's wrong with shipping maybe the ingredients didn't hold as long as we could now we have to hire a food scientist you know there's just all these different things at the end of the day Alyssa and I are creating a brand that we love and it's completely ourselves our personality is kind of sprinkled all over it so we know that persistence is key and as long as we're staying true to ourselves I think we we will succeed and having a best friend as a business partner that's probably like the number one question that we get asked it depends what day you ask us I think but on most days I think that Alyssa and I are so thankful for each other and it's awesome doing business with your best friend I mean we can be in the studio till you know nine at night but we're wearing sweatpants and you know we can cozy up and just brainstorm until the cows come home and then you know it just takes a lot of pressure off of it and we just agree we're similar minded we agree on a lot of things but at the end of the day, like we know that we have to keep the business separate from our friendship. And that's probably the hardest part. Alyssa and I, Alyssa is more like my sister at this point, And it feels really good. And I would suggest to anybody to do business with your friend. As long as you guys have some ground rules down first, you know, I think it's it's a blast. And I don't think Wild Barn would be what it is today if it wasn't two best friends. Yeah, I think it's a challenging thing to separate business and friendship because I'm sure it comes down sometimes to these moments where it's not in your best interest to be best friends mm -hmm. at certain moments, mm -hmm. but you're still good business partners because you're able to work on that separation a little bit. Right. We can. It breaks down the barriers um, and it makes everything really comfortable and we, we communicate really well. Yeah, was it always like that? Or how, like, how long have you guys known each other? You said yeah. you've known each other for a long time. We've known each other for about six years now. I actually met her in San Diego. Long story short, it was off of Tinder. Not, not because we matched, um, but because of a roommate at the time I was living with was driving through Boulder. He matched with one of our girlfriends. I'm now friends with her. Um, and a bunch of these Boulder girls just did a road trip and they stayed at my house in San Diego and nothing ever happened with the with my roommate and um, and this said friend but Alyssa and I remained friends we kept this awesome relationship and so um, yeah when I moved to Boulder she kind of welcomed welcomed me into her friend group I started the company by myself um, Alyssa was actually traveling and I was asking her to do some artwork for me and then when she came back we sketched she sketched up the naked skier like right away and I think it was like the same day she came to me after she called me afterwards she's like why she's like I just need to do this with you um, so that was about three years ago we launched the company as Backcountry Nitro and we had hit some roadblocks right away and that that was really stressful on on the two of us and our, our friendship I think was just because we were working so hard for no money and then we were just getting major bats to the knees right away I mean now we, we've had three years to to work out our kinks it feels good you mentioned that 
maybe you'll finally get to pay yourself. Is Wild Barn your only gig? Are you doing other things to support the love for this? Alyssa and I have both always done other gigs to support the love. I've always just served tables, bartended, and that stopped with COVID. So COVID was actually a blessing for me because I was able to take a step back from, you know, working two jobs, working for Wild Barn full time during the day and then serving tables at night. I was able to just focus on Wild Barn and that's been amazing. And same with Alyssa. She she quit her other jobs. She was always doing design and now we're both focused full time. And I think that this is our year to grow because of that. But yeah, the hustle has always been there. <laughs> you have to hustle in this sort of scenario. And it sounds like you're no stranger to the hustle. How do you stay focused? How do you stay grounded when you're spending all day doing one thing, you're spending nights doing another thing? How do you stay motivated? Routine is really important. I have a good morning routine and I like to take afternoon brain breaks. And to get into that flow state, I think that a lot of creatives talk about is just taking time. For me to find my flow state, it's mountain biking, it's snowboarding, it's going for a run or it's doing yoga. And if I can have that midday and then I can get motivated to get back and jump into work. But also I think it's who you surround yourself with. Just for us to stay motivated, because I, I truly think that you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most, you know, and I like to hang out or surround myself with inspiring people. And I think that, you know, you and I talked about we're in a similar network of friends and each one is more inspiring than the next. I think surrounding yourself in a community of creatives who really lift each other up is is what motivates me. I mean, my our friends, some of my friends are my heroes and I just think it's so cool what they're creating. And if they can do that, I can do that. And maybe if we can help each other, we can both grow together, you know? Yeah, it seems like community has just been like this very common thread throughout everybody I've talked to so far. And I mentioned last week that I didn't adopt that mentality when I first lived here for the first couple of years. I struggled with making friends. I struggled with feeling welcome into the space but at the end it was this kind of this result of the people some of the people that i had been surrounded by whether they were outside of the space didn't understand or but then all of a sudden i found the right people and i feel the same way as what you've just said it's like oh wow it's so sick somebody's out there trying 110 percent, and i want to try 110 or more or i don't know do you have any advice for someone who's still searching for that community it's Definitely makes it a little bit more difficult during the pandemic and my heart goes out to people yeah. who like, you know, I've met a couple of people at the park the other day and they moved here in March, you know, and didn't wasn't able to form a community. But I would just say just do you <laughs> stick to what you like doing. Um, you know, I met some of my best girlfriends at the trailhead. Putting yourself outside of your comfort zone, I think, is how I made my community. It's un it's uncomfortable, especially as an adult. I'm 30 years old. It's you know, the stereotype is that it's weird to make friends after a certain age right. but I think it's awesome because everybody that I'm meeting now at 30 is who I truly want to be friends with and I admire them and they accept me for who I am it's no bullshit it's just like we're okay we're both doing this this makes us happy and we can do it together and we can you know help each other improve it's it's been awesome making friends at 30 I think yeah I've met quite a few people who talk about their 20s as this sort of like never-ending transitionary period yeah. and when you get to the end of your 20s and into your 30s everything just like is great yeah. <laughs> holy cow yeah <laughs> at, a, at a minimum like you know who you are mm -hmm. a little bit better and you're like yeah I'm pretty down with the decisions I've made to get to this point mm -hmm. or I know I need to change this these 
few things and I have this community to support that. Yeah. Tell me about your dog. Oh, Oakley. <laughs> Oakley's huge. He's like, he's looking at me right now. Um, Oakley is half lab, half Great Dane. I think they call that a Labradane. Um, he's seven years old and he's been with me all seven years. I adopted him in San Diego. He's, he's a good dude. He's a chiller. Does he go with you when you mountain bike and ski and he doesn't he's too he's too big he's a little <laughs> bit lazier sometimes I can't tell if my friends like Oakley more or me more I don't know <laughs> he's got a he's got a reputation around town, he's got his own sure. crew <laughs> he's got his own crew yeah yeah that's that's for sure <laughs> what kind of creative stuff do you do outside of the creative energy you put into your job it's crazy how consuming Wild Barn is because it is my baby and it, I can put so much creative work and energy into Wild Barn and that's really fun and it excites, it, it excites me to work on Wild Barn and get creative with that every day. Um, but then, you know, by myself at home, I, I do a lot of wood burning, a lot of sketching. I, I do like to paint, but really I think I've, I've been spending a lot more time just getting stronger in biking and getting stronger in the backcountry. Yeah, I find that you talk about routine and that's something that I feel like I've I've gotten very far away from routine <laughs> lately and I notice the issues that come along with it. And I find usually like moving in the morning for me is really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and I started doing a thing where I, I, I'll go like skiing or something and I'll think of all these ideas while I'm out there like, oh, I'll remember that. And I forget every single time. I started doing voice recordings of just like stream of consciousness while I'm like climbing up a hill or something. That's awesome. And it's surprising how much of a difference it makes and how, like you're saying, it's fueling some of that creativity. You do other activities outside of the thing that you're passionate about, but it all starts, when you start to see it come full circles when it's really great. I wish that for so many people. And I, I think a lot of people don't get to experience that. And I don't know, maybe one of my goals for this whole thing is to help other people who feel stuck or not where they want to be in their space, whether or not they do a creative thing or whatever it is. I, I feel like that is available. I want that to be available to everybody. From your perspective, what in what ways are you trying or even just thinking about creating positive change through the way that you live your life? One, I think it's interesting. It's a really interesting idea for the basis of this podcast to actually talk about me because I wish the same for people is just how can because maybe we're passionate people, right? But not everybody is passionate about something that can get them into the flow state. So maybe this podcast inspires other people to find their flow state, right? Because once you find that, that's when I get all of my inspiration. And after, you know, a day on the river or a day on the bike track, like you can, you can come back and that's where all of our best ideas happen. Alyssa and I will come back from an adventure and it's like, oh my God, we got to get to work. You know, and we get so <laughs> yeah. excited. But without that, and yeah, if I'm not, you know, working out or getting exercise or getting in that flow state in the morning, the, the day goes differently. So with positive change, you know, how I live my life is similar to, you know, how Alyssa and I are growing the Wild Barn brand. I try my best, but I also realize that I am in this boulder bubble where composting and you know no there's no single use anything right yeah it's there's, a, there's a lot of things that go on in the bubble it's a lot of things that go on in the bubble and I try to do my best to keep up with everything but I think that Alyssa and I have a platform with Wild Barn to inspire people to do to do better you know whether that's you know buying a fair trade product um, buying something that's sustainably sourced like our beans supporting small businesses 
you know, re- recycling and kind of just having a voice. We also, we talk about a lot about diversifying the outdoors as well as the boardrooms. We're a female founded company and, and it's, that presents a lot more challenges. There's a lot more white men in our, in our business. It's difficult to have those conversations. Um, so I think we want to normalize more women leaders. And I think that's how we'd like to, you know, kind of start to make a difference. Hell yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you worry about on a regular basis? Is there anything that like you stress about? Yeah. Funny you ask that. My main motto is um, worrying is a wasted emotion. I grew up and my dad would say that to me every time I mentioned anything. So worrying is a wasted emotion. I don't worry about too much and maybe I should worry about more. But if (laughs) something and, and yeah, I don't know if my business partner you know, loves that about me. But I truly think it's like, you know, whatever's in front of you, like if everything is okay in this moment, you'll figure it out. Yeah, you just got to stay positive and keep moving. So I don't, there's my thoughts keep me up all night and they get me up really early in the morning. So there's that, but it's more of just like the task that I need to accomplish. But no, I'd like to throw worrying out the window. (laughs) I need to work on that. Yeah, you just got to live in the moment, Josh. I'm not not so good at it. I used to be like a very, I'm not like aggressive, the wrong word, but I used to plan a lot. Like I had sort of a plan laid out for myself in a lot of different ways and none of it was something I necessarily shared, but I had sort of these like steps in my head of like how I'm going to get to this place and all that. And I had been in that spot for a long time and now I'm sort of in a space where I have friends that are maybe not as organized or they just kind of wing certain aspects of their life and i'm like man like i wish i need to like get better at doing that because i approach a lot of that stuff with worry and i really like what your dad says well you know i mean kind of like what you asked me earlier what would your younger version of you think of yourself or how would you explain life to them and you know if you take a step back now i mean your life you set it up it's you live in netherland colorado beautiful mountain town you know you're a talented photographer filmmaker now you got your own podcast and how stoked with that with little Josh be sometimes it feels like an accident though like (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't an accident it wasn't an accident yeah and you would probably tell young young Josh not to worry because everything's gonna work out just fine I ask the questions but I don't always think about how I'd respond to them yeah yeah I think I would tell young Josh it was gonna be okay (laughs) yeah young Josh is stoked on your life right now yeah (laughs) fuck yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay that's what I've been really liking about doing this is like you and I may not have sat down to have this intentional of a conversation right now, but you get to sit down with people you're close with or people that are new in your life and you have these cool conversations. And I, it's exciting to be a part of somebody else's thought process sometimes mm-hmm. because it just takes a little like nudge one way or the other for my brain at least to be like, hey, like look at it from this perspective for a second and see how everything is, is going okay. Right? Yeah, because you can. I can worry about a million little things. Yeah. My God, starting a business and not, you know, paying yourself is stressful. Holy cow! Definitely. But I don't. We're not gonna let that. I'm not gonna let that consume our lives. Why should it? Yeah. <laughs> There's no point. Yeah, life is meant to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I listened to your podcast and thinking like, I'm like, what questions is he gonna ask? And then I like prepared my answers. <laughs> Did you really? Just in case, like for every question. So I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it different for everybody, okay, so nice. nobody can really get too uh, 
too prepared. I mean, there's definitely a common thread. Well, it just like it scared me when you asked Kyle right away. Like, what's the weirdest thing that ever happened to you? I'm like, what's the weirdest thing? I'm like, I do so many weird things. All right. Well, since you brought it up, what's the weirdest thing that's happened to you? Like I said, you know, I think weird is fun. So there are definitely a lot of weird things. But I was thinking, you know, if this this podcast was going more business stream, what's the weirdest thing that Wild Barn has ever done? Mm-hmm. Um, and that I would say. When Alyssa, first, when Alyssa and I first started the company, when we launched as Backcountry Nitro, um, I was, I don't know, we're always applying to many things and I was applying to get, you know, some, some funding and there was this competition in Denver where you had to um, be in business for X amount of years, which we weren't, we just launched. You had to make X amount in sales, which we were in the negatives, I think. <laughs> and you had to be a Denver-based company, um, which we're not, we're Boulder-based. And for some reason, hundreds of people, hundreds of people applied for a $10,000 um, check to, it was, it was a pitch slam essentially. And we somehow got invited. And so Alyssa and I showed up and we had never, I mean, we just started this company. We're both creatives. I'm a coffee person and, you know, I love the branding and Alyssa's, Alyssa's an artist. Um, so we'd never done a pitch slam and we wanted to do it in, in true, you know, at that time, backcountry nitro fashion, which was, you know, Alyssa and I were like, okay. So we took a, an empty can of backcountry and we filled it with rice and we put table over it. And then we contacted our girlfriends, Aubrey and Kathleen, and they're in a band called Lady. And we're like, okay, we've got this pitch slam. Like, here's what we're going to do. So the four of us wrote a jingle and we showed up <laughs> to this pitch slam and everybody was wearing business suits, suit and ties. And we were going up to other companies. It was a trash company and this ballerina leotard startup. Um, and then it was Backcountry Nitro. And so... Alyssa and I stood up and holy cow, <laughs> my nerves were going and we just started singing and we sang our way through that entire pitch asking for $10,000 and what we would do with the money. And I mean, the ballerinas up front, their their jaws dropped. They didn't know what to do. I don't think anybody knew what to do. We went over our time and we did not win the $10,000, but we did win 3K and we did it in true, you know, Alyssa and I style. And we, we just had some fun with it. That's so that, awesome. That's probably the weirdest thing we've ever done. And it's cringeworthy, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, but you committed to it. And that's the whole thing. Yeah. You just went for it. That's. By the way, Alyssa and I are not singers. <laughs> <laughs> so putting yourself out there in an almost embarrassing way was maybe a weird choice, but also facilitated some growth. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they loved us after that. We were on a podcast right after um, they've invited us back. They want to order. They wanted to order kegs of our coffee. Um, and I think that honestly, I think the only reason that we didn't win is because we were so new and that $10,000 would have helped an, a further along company way more than it would have helped us. But yeah. I think we nailed it. Are you still applying to those sorts of opportunities or are you in a space now where you're just pushing internally more? No, here and there we are applying for those opportunities and we're looking for actually our first round of friends and family funding soon to launch our new flavors. So we're, you know, you always got to seek out some, some investment. What are your personal future aspirations and then professional I'm sure they kind of melt together in some way. Mm -hmm. They for sure melt together. Um, personally, I just, just constantly learning. I want to learn more, read more, get stronger business wise. Yeah. Listen, I, this is a definitely our year to grow. We're going to launch our two new flavors this year. We'd love to be the beverage of the outdoor industry. You know, we want everyone who's going to a trailhead to, to pick up a can of wild barn. Um, what kind of music are you, have you been listening to lately? 
I honestly haven't found any new artists. I listen to a lot of I listen to a lot of bluegrass. Um, and then, you know, when I'm on the way to a trailhead, it's a lot of Lizzo. A lot yeah, I was going to say, Beyonce. what gets you fired up? Ah, uh, Beyonce. Queen Bee. Yes, me too. <laughs> me too. Oh, are you a breakfast person? You're a morning person, but do you Huge. do breakfast? I do do breakfast. Um, and I, I like to do breakfast with the seasons, but um, ask me to make an acai bowl and I'll blow your mind. <laughs> Being Saying yes to breakfast is the right answer. Yep. We don't accept other answers here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. I grew up on um, muffin tops and cold brew. So Your family runs Red Barn Coffee. Yep. Yeah, so actually pretty in- interesting story there. So my parents were, my dad was in special ops in the Navy. Um, I was born in Hawaii. My mom was a nurse. And then, you know, we after Hawaii, we were stationed in Washington, which was the coffee capital of the world at the time. Yes, they knew nothing about coffee, but we, they wanted to have more about family base my father was always away um so he went to reserves and they brought the concept of craft coffee back to new england and just kind of like Alyssa and i they just made it up as they went along and learned as 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 they went yeah so (laughs) and growing up in that environment were you you said you grew up around horses were you just kind of like running around a farm all the time or the picture i can paint for you is exactly what you would think a cute quaint new england lifestyle would be I mean it was cute little it's like little cape house we've got the red barn in the back and I had horses goats chickens Um, and then when my parents decided to start the business there we took out two of the stalls and my dad turned that part of the barn into the where the coffee roaster was and they started roasting beans back there and we turned the hayloft into my dad's office so we still had horses while the coffee was roasting I remember getting off the school bus and um, everyone including myself, it smelled like burnt toast. That's what the coffee roasting smells like. It smells like burnt toast and all the neighbors would complain and the kids on the school bus would, you know, were curious what was going on on, on Old Elm Way. Um, yeah, so that, that, that was what my life looked like was coffee roast, watching my parents learn how to roast coffee um, and playing with the horses while I did it. Did you spend any part of your life kind of running away from the family business? Mm-hmm. Um, never. I always, it was interesting, you know, growing up, if somebody ever asked my mom what she did, she would always say, oh, I'm a nurse. And I I remember getting upset because she hadn't been a nurse in so long. She had been running Red Barn Coffee Roasters since 97. But I think that her passion lied with nursing and helping other people. Um, and I was just proud that she started a business. Um, so I never ran away from Red Barn. I always worked in the cafes. I loved working side by side with my mom. And then later on in high school, you know, it became my friends. All my girlfriends would work behind the, the cafes. And then the boys would come after high school and they'd come and get their muffin tops and bagels and then go to the roastery and help pa- help my father pack up beans and but it wasn't where my passion lied my passion again like I think I'm a little I'm definitely the free spirit of my family I think I get that from my dad my dad's huge outdoors guy ski bum but not a ski bum you know I wanted to just paint with my own colors so I could be running Red Barn back in New England but it's just not me right now that was my family's story and my family's really supportive of me being able to tell my own story um, which I think is really cool because if they didn't allow me to tell my own story Wild Barn would, wouldn't exist and how boring would that be? <laughs> Wild Barn are you getting your beans from Red Barn? 
We are, yes. Cool. Yeah, so we source our beans from my parents. They roast them there, and they actually come from a fully sustainable farm in Honduras, which is female-owned and operated, and they use canopy foresting, which helps protect the environment, which is really cool. Um, and then those go to my parents' company in Massachusetts. They roast the beans, and then those beans come out to Boulder, where we grind and we brew and um, we can here. So, it's, so I'm still kind of in the family business, but, you know, Help and support them. Yeah, you've got your own branch. Correct. I didn't grow up with any sort of family business, mm -hmm. but I think it's a, a bit of a trope to be like the person like, I'm not going to be part of the family business. And But it's cool to hear that you kind of consistently enjoyed it and wanted to go through. And that was just like a good, a good way to grow up, it sounds like. It was a good way to grow up. And my parents, you know, they're still my biggest role models. With them, I mean, my dad in the Navy and he loved Colorado and being, you know, a skier. And my mom loved being a nurse. And they sacrificed a lot to have a certain lifestyle where they could be with family. And if there was, you know, it, it snowed a lot. My dad was able to wake me up at four in the morning and we could head to the mountains because he was his own boss. And so that's what I envisioned my life being like. You know, maybe we didn't have everything right away. They sacrificed a lot. And that's how I feel like Alyssa and I are at right now. We're not making money, but it's for something greater. And at the end of the day, I can still, you know, ski at Eldora and I'm making sales and running my business you know, through there. So it's, it is, it's a lifestyle choice. And I really credit my parents for being positive influences in that way. Money was never everything. It was, it was more a lifestyle choice. And that's what I've adopted for sure. I think the motto, worrying is a wasted emotion, is going to stick around in my brain for some time to come. And that's a good thing. Thank you, Jenny, for joining the podcast. If you're looking for more, head over to wildbarncoffee.com. We're going to keep this thing going, so check back for new episodes of Here For Now every Monday.